0: Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? For
1: and gigalettes.
2: you are now listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. glad you cleaned up though i didn't <laughs> i know it was a it was a joke it was it's, it's a graveyard of sarcasm cans. on that I, one
0: i had so many i had such like high hopes for today i was like oh, i'm gonna get home i'm gonna take all these pictures of the cans uh, i'm gonna you know i'm gonna get the the studio prepped and then i got home at like 6 30 and i was like man i have so much to do
2: <laughs> i'm not doing a shower. single thing
0: yeah i was like i have to shower and
2: all this jazz well i'm glad it looks and smells like a college dormitory in here. Well, I mean, as it should. It's really taking me back, really bringing me
0: back to my <laughs> youth. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Welcome back uh, to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts. Uh, I am your host, the crispiest of boys, the king of the butt rock. Click, click, boom! Tom,
2: oh, nice. Um, your other host here, uh, the master of malt, the Royer's Ford rattlesnake. Play my music. <laughs> I almost was like, throw me a can of beer and like went up
0: for it. And it's just, never ready. It's never there.
2: Nope. <laughs> it's Dan.
0: Hey, there we go. All right, everybody. Uh, and welcome back. I mean, you didn't get a taste of this last week, so I mean, you really uh, got to yeah. come back strong, right?
2: Got to come back strong with the butt rock. If yeah. you're the king, You have to. you have to assume your throne here. Yeah. So you, oh,
0: man Heavy lies the crown, Dan
2: Heavy lies the crown, yeah. so have
0: you reached a new peak? Uh, I think so you, you, You're gonna be the judge of this one Okay. Alright everybody, and we are the Best Best Friends Podcast in the world Check out this Song Check out
2: this song Oh man The height of butt rock is the butt rock shining down on you, Dan? It's, yeah, I'm getting a, I'm getting a butt rock sunburn right now from Shine Down.
0: <laughs> this is my, this is my, off of my brewery hit list. <laughs> this is, uh, I think I
2: heard this at a local brewery that likes yeah. to play butt rock. <laughs>
0: most, I, we we learned from, uh, we learned from Mike Locke that uh, most breweries will play butt rock because it's like a warm... Some nice cozy.
2: Uh- Are you saying butt rocks like that, like the hazy IPA of craft beer, or of I, like craft beer music, mm, like brewery music? I would say it would be like the
0: stout of brewery music. You know, it's like it's that. A- it makes you nice and cozy drinking it.
2: I would say it's like like the hazy. It's yeah. like everybody everybody you know likes it. It's a universally liked. Mm. Mm. Yeah
0: are easy universally liked by people who like butt rock. There's no beer that there's <laughs> no beer that is universally liked. I yeah. mean, let's face it, folks. There's always going to be some kind of animosity towards a beer. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, let's get
2: our guest on in a little bit, but first let's do some uh, housekeeping. Sure. Guys, um Follow Rate it's follow again, right?
0: Yep, follow. Follow, so follow. Rate
2: and Review on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, what are the other ones? We're on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah,
0: we're on Amazon We're on now. Amazon now. Hey, Alexa, play the best best friends podcast in the world.
2: I guess Anchor podcast, even though they don't... Uh...
0: Well, Anchor's part... Of,
2: they're owned by Spotify. Oh, they are? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So Spotify, you know, the major ones. It's in our banner.
2: Yep. You know. It's right there. Yeah. It's right there.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we're all...
2: So bad. Oh, we're so oh, bad confused. at
0: this. Oh, yeah. We're, we're all... And then I'm going to do a little swippy swappy here so we can, when we look at each other, there we go. Forgot about that. A little flippy floppy there. Oh, nice.
2: Um, so when I look over here, I'm yeah. looking at you instead of looking over there. Um, Are we still partnering with Bird and P? I think they're still our corporate overlords. Hey, they liked a couple of our things. But actually, I want to talk about, since we are part of the Hopped Up Network, because I met the Hopped Up Network at the Beer Fest. Oh, did you know? Yeah, well, one of them. Awesome dude. (laughs) I guess I didn't know there were more than one, but um, yeah, met the guy at the uh, Beer Fest uh, for for local. Uh, So we are part of the Hopped Up Network, which is an ever-growing group of independent beer podcasts. Uh, Check out all the other podcasts in the network at hoppedupnetwork.com.
0: All right and uh and we're partnered with uh uh the their the leading voice in PA breweries they got maps and stuff yeah you can uh, check out their
2: website it's com, or you know just ask ask people in the Brewers and PA group you know what you know breweries are in their local area because then you'll get the map
0: <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> and definitely bring up milko pours yeah, for sure. In the group. Yeah.
2: Uh, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Breweries and PA.
0: Yeah, all right, man, Dan. Uh, so we had an interesting week last week. We did. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you you went you flew flew solo at the uh, the the beer festival. Some
2: sometimes you just gotta let the little birdie out of the nest. Yeah, yeah. I didn't crash and burn. No, no, <laughs> no. I thought it went
0: well. Um, I, and then I sat here and recorded, you went Bill Burr style. Oh dude, it sucked. Oh, it was at at the end. I was just like, I was like, this is my punishment. This is what I get for not, not being able to be a part of the, uh, (laughs) this is, this is what I get. I deserve this.
2: Dude, the the taking down and setting up of all that. Plus I actually, I set up the PA system for them too. Mm -hmm. And oh man, I, I, I just wish. I wish you were there for the banter, but also for taking down and backing up everything, too. (laughs) Because it was just exhausting. All I had was Harry. And like, we all know how little Harry is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our mixing
0: board weighs more than Harry. I
2: know. I was like, a poor guy's trying to help me. And I'm like, oh, man.
0: Where does this go, Dan? <laughs> oh, man.
2: We're to get Harry drops on the uh on We the really
0: should, like Jacob drops.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about we uh, bring our guest on? And I'm we... pitching
0: the yeast. <laughs> <laughs> we get
2: our first guest on, we'll start yeah. talking about some beer.
0: All right. So uh, tonight we are going to be joined by the director of sales from Flying Fish Brewing Company. Is it Flying Fish Brewing Company? Yeah, 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 we're gone, going. We're going it. across brewing the Delaware. Company. I never, I never we're know. Going back to the dirty jersey. What a brewery! If it's a brewing company, brewery, brew house, brew. Yeah, brew works. We had a brew yeah, works. Brew works, uh, a brewing collabor collaborative. <laughs> I, it, it, we don't. I never know. Anyway, from uh, yeah, across the uh, across the pond, as it were, uh, or the river, <laughs> across uh, uh, the old Delaware. We
2: like yeah. George Washington. Just yep. Christmas Day, we're just going across. Yep. Uh, slaughtering a bunch
0: of sleeping <laughs> British. <laughs> <laughs> so bad
2: all right guys yeah your so tents will run
0: <laughs> run red with your blood Jesus Christ. all
2: right so yeah so we've got uh we've got kirk here from flying fish brewing company hey kirk how's it all going right, man we got
3: kirk right? hey what's happening all right let's do a little switch so you're the main oh focus yeah he's here. the there
2: main
0: focus there now we got him all right thank you for coming on with us uh we look forward to talking about flying fish brewing
3: I know. I appreciate okay. it, and it was the Hessians. It wasn't so many British. It was uh, German Hessian soldiers in Trenton.
0: Oh. Well, oh, okay. Now you, we learn something new mm-hmm. on the podcast. All right, nice. everybody. Well, There's that was Dirty Best Jersey Best, Best Friends Podcast episode eighty-seven. We're out.
2: was <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Jersey Hessians, yeah. man. Hey,
0: <laughs> Trenton makes and we take. You know, that's <laughs> that's the uh, that's the old slogan up there. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's on the side of their, their bridge. It is? Yeah. It says Trenton. It says, Trenton, we make the world takes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of selfish. I don't know. That's a weird. Yeah, it's like a pity party. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a, a weird slogan for a town to have.
3: Yeah, it really is. It's like the- uh- You're welcome, America. <laughs> All right. Well- yeah, honestly, I'm trying to think if they, they did like a, a massive amount of manufacturing there, but I really legitimately have no idea what, what they're making discernibly up there. I, I think it's- be- That everybody wants.
2: <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's because nobody ever wants to just drive into Trenton to discover whatever happened in Trenton. So every time we see that sign, we're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, Trenton's not that bad. Huh. Really?
3: No, but like, <laughs> how many times do you just like go to Trenton and hang out there? Never. Not as many. No, times I go there, there for. thing.
0: I go. I have a couple clients up in Trenton, but that's about the <laughs> amount of time that I spend just, up there.
2: Just a long exasperated exhale when you're like, "Yeah, hey, you have to go to Trenton today." You're like,
0: <sighs> "All right, all right." I
3: actually really like their ballpark, the Trenton Thunder.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's That's, a, a, that's it's like the nice area, right when right when you get off Route One there, you go over the bridge. That's where the bridge is. That's where the Trenton mm-hmm. Trenton makes and the world takes. Yeah, it's probably
2: because I've never gone over that bridge. I it's
3: also a free bridge. Uh, yes, sometimes I'll sometimes yeah. I'll take that to go into Yardley. To Yardley, That's a good it, way to
0: go. It, it's the only yeah, it's the only bridge that doesn't charge you to get out of that godforsaken state. <laughs> 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 um, all right, uh, so we did get our first uh, our first chat in here. Yeah, from I, I, Scott Farkas. Uh, from farkas farm yeah uh no uh no ryan i'm not on burger king wi-fi anymore no no we've we're we're moving on up yeah i've 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 gone to uh the middle class section of uh the xfinity wi-fi starbucks yeah well yeah exactly um all right so we're gonna be drinking flying fish beer uh we're gonna be starting off with a beer. That's it's kind of a sore subject. I know, right? <laughs> we, it was gonna
2: be kind of like a coin toss if this was gonna be like a really great, like, yeah, we're gonna bring in this name. <laughs> and yeah. now it's like, all right, guys, we're gonna start with um,
0: go birds. Dan's gonna throw me a beer. <laughs> it's gonna land short. Um, you know, it's just uh, yeah. All right. Well, <sighs> do you get
2: that sad music? So, yeah. guys, we have flying fishes, go birds. Go birds, go after go, last night. Go birds, yeah, go, go birds. birds. Real, real sad, go birds there.
0: I yeah, I don't know where
3: they went, but they definitely weren't there.
0: No, you know where they went. They went to school, mm. uh, courtesy of the, uh, the the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah.
2: we'll uh, we'll crack this and yeah. we'll get into. Uh, yeah,
0: let's drink our sorrows away. Boys. Drink our
2: sorrows away. So. Um, we're gonna
0: be drinking. We're gonna Go be birds. drinking
2: the Go Birds. So, uh, guys, uh, this is a hazy, juicy pale ale. Evokes hints of citrus and mango. Perfect for the professional ornith. I love the uh, description of this because there had to be some dancing around the Go Birds here. Perfect for the professional <laughs> <laughs> ornithologist or casual birder alike. Keep your eyes mm. to the skies and raise a can to our favorite birds.
0: Well, awesome. yeah. So
3: I can give you backstory to a lot of that, too. But let's crack this yes, thing, right? Absolutely. Isn't that the- yep.
2: yep. And we'll get into that. Six percent
0: alcohol by volume. One, mm-hmm. two, three. <laughs> there we go.
2: Thanks for playing along, Kurt.
3: <laughs> I want to be a part of the uh, the best, best friends. It might be best, best, best friends by the end of this.
2: You know what, Tom? You know what we haven't done in a while? What have we not done? Decided if our guests are best best friends of the podcast.
3: Have we not? I don't
2: think so. Or we've had so many returning people that we just oh, don't do it anymore. Yeah.
0: you know what? <laughs> that's a. a yeah, you know, I think that's a big. So factor. look at Kirk;
2: he's already trying to win us over here. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, guys. Solancho, cheers. All
0: right, let's get into.
2: This. So Dan, you did some research. I did a little. Uh, I drank a little research last night on this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I went and picked it up. Had to have a little bit with my my, my birds last night. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: All right. So give us a give us a little bit of the uh, the backstory here, with the uh, so for this uh, beer for bird watchers.
3: Yeah. So I'll. Get- <laughs> So first off, we wanted to make something that was light, drinkable. Obviously, something that you would enjoy while watching birds. And uh, hazy pale seemed right up that alley. Uh, so that's that's where we came up with a slightly lower ABV at six percent. Uh, the hop on there, to me, that's more dominant flavor wise is the lemon drop. Like I do get a lot of lemon and lemon peel and citrusy notes, but it's not it's not tart or anything. It just has that citrusy vibe. And that's, there's no fruit in the beer. It's all denoted from the hops. Uh, But the fun part is, so I, I'm not really original, but I I was the first person to name a beer, go birds, like literally just grabbing something that's colloquially or in, in this area, everybody says, but is not, first of all, it's not trademarked. And second of all, it's tacitly loosely implied. I, it's not that Dallas sucks was a bad name or a bad beer, but it was in conjunction with Jose Pistolas, which I think a lot of people were confused as to why there was the cow skull on it, on that label. But Jose Pistolas is a restaurant and it's a Mexican restaurant. And uh, so that was like the origin of these like loose Eagles beers. And that was a Wirebacher brand. And I was like, nobody's done a go birds. This is insane. So, we actually had a different label. This is actually a new label, the one that you guys have right now in the can, but there was a previous one that had more of the colors of the team. But even before that, there was another one that we put it on social and within 20 minutes, we had a cease and desist (laughs) from the NFL. So, uh, but they were only, they only had problems with the look of the Eagle that was on there. So, uh, we made a switch and used our, our logo instead for the first two years. And then we revamped it and, uh, and updated the flavor profile, but we got banged really quick on the name. Uh, but we still were able to retain the name. It's just, uh, so, so that's not even like the OG OG one. Uh, I don't, I don't think I can share on here, but if you type in, let me just see if I go onto Google and type in go birds flying fish,
2: yeah, it's this the is the original one I label. The original, the
3: original label shows up If you go on a Google search, it's the third image
2: Okay, yeah, I back. can share it up then
0: um, So Yeah I I, the, I guess the NFL just has somebody Like sitting there hitting like F5 <laughs> Just like, come on Come on, something
3: comes up It's like
0: well, I, I, think, oh, uh, I think
3: what happens Is anytime something New comes out that's interesting That's involving a brand somebody sees it somebody shares it and then that whisper down the lane happens very quickly with social uh we're not like a huge account or you know we don't have millions of followers where we would just have somebody looking at us all the time but somebody shared it to their social and then boom 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 and just kind of went down the line Mm. but uh it's probably because our eagle head was very similar to
2: uh oh yeah look at this yeah, so we were, we were uh yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, we got hit pretty yeah. pretty quick on that. I don't so.
0: uh I'll get you a quick that, that'll get you a nice C and D. Yeah,
2: that's
3: it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So then after this you went to the one that we shared before, which was you guys putting kind of the flying fish logo into the uh into it versus having the eagle.
3: Yeah, we wa- we wanted to just make the brand so that it was we showed that we actually made it with our name. So that we could um, have as a as an actual brand and a product before anybody else, uh, and then it's funny after ours came out, there was a billion spinoffs. Uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, Bird Watcher from Double Nickel. I don't know if you saw that <laughs> one, but that one yeah. that one made me laugh because I just was like Bird <laughs> Watcher, like that's where we're at. But <laughs>
2: for the professional ornithologist, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, originally, so get this, I was I was going real crazy to try to make this thing legal. Uh, I was trying to pair up with the Wissahickon Creek Foundation, and you go, what's the Wissahickon Creek Foundation? Well, they're basically the guys who maintain all of the trails in that, that park, but a lot of people don't know that that's one of the largest watersheds in the area, and it also just happens to be uh, the largest stopover spot for migratory birds in the northeast. So I was trying to do a charitable donation with the brand, with the Wissahickon Creek foundation and do like a trail cleanup and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Because they're legit. It could be for birds. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to bash them, but they had a ridiculous price tag on just to use their name. And I was like, I was trying to just give you guys free cash.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're doing but, charity.
3: but You're trying to like charge me and then get free cash. Now it's funny. Like, that one, no problem, right? They didn't no get a cease season desist and and for that. No, <laughs> they have almost
2: every single shade of green that <laughs> the Eagles ever wore.
3: Yeah, it's I like mean, a you, whole you, green you, palette.
0: I was gonna say if you throw uh, Kelly Green on there, that's just that's the that's the '90s Eagles logo. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Hmm. How about that? Well, I guess you guys just have more eyes on you.
3: Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's, I just think it got shared to a point, but there's, there's so many brands that, uh, you know, I guess it's like one of those stickler things is everybody does parodies. And sometimes like these parodies are just straight up rips of the intellectual property and everyone gets so excited because you see your favorite cereal brand on a beer label. And you're like, Oh my gosh, this beer is going to taste exactly like the cereal. Now mind you, general mills or Kellogg's or whoever, spent all this time curating all these great emotions and passions behind their brands. And then a brewery just scoops their brand and label, <laughs> slaps mm-hmm. it on theirs, tweaks it slightly, calls it a funny quirky hop pun name with the cereal. And it doesn't even taste like the cereal. So like, I don't know. That's, that there, bums me out too much.
0: It's, it's funny that you say that. Cause I had somebody send me, I don't know if they sent it directly to me or if it was to our, our, uh, Instagram. But it was like uh, a Kit Kat label, and mm. some brewery did like a Kit Kat beer, and they it was literally just they just changed the word Kit Kat to whatever the name of the beer was, and they're like, dude, they're not even trying anymore. <laughs> like it, it's just, it's just like that. And there's, I mean, there's definitely I know there's a brewery in New Jersey uh, whose logo might be a bull uh, that did uh, a, a a cereal uh, based yeah uh, they've done beer. like fruity pebbles yeah uh, and, then it's like, and, and it's like and it's just that. like not even trying it's they're just ripping the it's legit
2: fruity pebbles it's yeah. like the same font too mm-hmm.
3: well you know what dude honestly i'm okay with uh taking inspiration from things and utilizing it here's where my gripe comes in when the beer doesn't taste like what it's promoting and that's like an overarching problem i have with the beer industry in general is that like if you're gonna say something tastes like something it has to be like, get there a little bit, like we, get 50% we, there, not like 5% because you put a spice in or a whatever. And, you know, like I put, had, we put 500 gonna,
0: tons of fruity pebbles in the mash, but little did we know fruity pebbles don't really emit any flavor. So, you know, <laughs> well, here's you your know, pink the, beer. <laughs> the, the
3: problem with fruity pebbles is all the flavor is coming uh, probably dominantly from natural flavoring. So it's using extract fruits anyway. And the base cereal is like a puffed rice, so rice adds nothing but crispness to beer. It doesn't really add like a body or a texture or even really like a flavor to it. It just like kind of pumps up ABV a little bit with not a lot of flavor. You can added. get some
2: off flavors too, like sulfur and stuff like that from like from rice too. So it's like that's something. It's got to be tricky to use that.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, like you'd think. The one thing that's great about beer, and this is, uh, it's awesome is that it's very recipe driven and you can add in things that are not Ryan host like ingredients. You can throw in fruit purees, you can throw in marshmallows. You can do whatever you want. It really doesn't matter. Like where wine is very strict and it's pretty much just the grapes, the skins, the yeast, and that's about it. And then what container you're fermenting in, whether that's a wood or that's stainless or whatever. Right. Um, beer has that just like amazing ability to be able to add what any kind of like unique flavors. And that's why I just get like so bummed out when, Something is supposed to taste like a uh, Little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie, and then you <laughs> eat it and it tastes like a winter warmer. And you're like, bro, that's not even close to what <laughs> those taste like. I I would eat a sleeve of those, like that whole box, <laughs> that $1.99 down the gullet in one spin. That does not taste like that.
0: I guess it's nice right. with beer. You can be like, oh, you guys like fried ice cream? Well, here's it. here it is in the stout.
3: Yeah, yeah, well we um we did that with our fried ice cream, you know, that's the <laughs> the
0: I think that was
2: yeah, that was Tom's. One. The, <laughs> that's what I was
3: kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was uh <laughs> so we <laughs> that beer started out as a uh we were at a pool party for at one of our brewers' houses and uh they make this great Russian Imperial Stout, 10.3%, it's awesome. It's won medals at GABF, I think. Don't quote me on that. But I, I think it's award-winning somewhere. Maybe it's not GABF. And uh, they are really stoked to make it again. And I had just come on board, this was in 2018, and they were really stoked and they are like, we're gonna make this great Russian Imperial Stout for the wintertime. And I was like, well, it's not gonna sell. And like the brewers were really confused by that. And I said, it's just not marketable. Like nobody wants to drink Russian Imperial Stout." It's Like the, the day of old Rasputin being the most amazing beer in the world, has really come to pass. Like people want flavors. And I know it's not no, like great. Not this time. We created Bre- it. Brewers like to make beer no. beer, right? <laughs> they don't really like to make like flavored beer. And, uh, but pastry stouts are where it's at. So we came out with like a Sunday stout and then it ended up turning into fried ice cream because we found out at the World's Fair, uh, I think it was in Chicago or maybe it was in New York, ice cream gets unveiled. And then the year later, both synonymously in Japan and in Philadelphia, they both figured it out at the exact same time to fry ice cream. No joke.
2: Go Philly. Just we're going to yep. fry it. <laughs> so like ice cream
3: gets made. And the following year, the Japanese and Philadelphians decide to Philadelphia.
2: How can we make it
3: worse for cream. you? Yeah. Philadelphia.
2: <laughs>
0: Yo, You made something. How can we make it fat? Yeah. Yep.
3: Which was just like kind of a happy, uh, accident to be able to make that, um, And we were putting ice cream into the stout, which is really complicated when it comes to the TTB, uh, because there's a list of approved ingredients and then there is a, everything else is you have to get individual approval. So the more unique the ingredient, the more challenging it is to get the beer legitimately approved. Oh, wow. Oh, that's what, so there's probably a lot of illegal beer out there too.
2: (laughs) There's some underground beer all those beer mules and their giant exploding uh sour cans and everything
3: (laughs) well i'm I'm pretty sure when you start adding in a lot of things with a ton of additives and chemicals it gets really wonky you know
0: yeah yeah i think there's a brewery around us that does that Uh
2: um (laughs) well i guess going back to ingredients here if we want to go over kind of like go birds here um You guys have a really nice website to go to anybody watching this. Check out flyingfish.com. You guys kind of list everything that goes into your beers and everything here. So we're looking at the malts here for this. You've got like a a Pilsner wheat, looks like oat malt and flaked oats there. So there is a really nice, pleasant, like softer mouthfeel with this being a hazy pale and everything uh, because of the addition of the malts there. Um, You did mention lemon drop being like this really citrus, like, you know, heavy, like hop addition to I, I would say any beer. Uh if lemon drop's being used, it it stays out there a lot. And it's good to have other hops in there to kind of tame that down to because yeah, you know, like you said, it doesn't get overly like tart or anything when you start adding some other like ones like citra, you start getting a little bit more like of a like a bitter citrus with that one.
3: Yeah. I mean, I I totally agree with you. That's uh and you know like most hops too. You don't want to be dependent and rely on your flavor profile to be just one thing, because if there's ever a crop shortage or whatever, this is kind of like back-end recipe creation. You always want to have the access and ability to utilize and substitute hops when it comes in there. But Lemon Drop is definitely the more dominant flavor in there, and then it gets pumped and balanced by uh, Huel Melon and uh, Citra. The one thing to note on here with malt, and this is not common with most breweries, is that Flying fish does not use two row or six row as our base malts. Uh, we only use Pilsner malt, And I know that's really strange cause we're not like a German brewery, but we started out making mainly English, slightly German and some, uh, Belgian style beers. Hmm. And at the time we actually got a really good malt contract with Pilsner malt, So we were getting it for a reduced rate, even lower than two row. Um, oh, wow. But we were just buying it in such a massive scale that you got to remember, like when we started in 1996, you like couldn't start on a pot. Like that just didn't happen. Like people didn't have nano breweries. Micro breweries was a name and most people just made it synonymous with there was Budweiser and then there was micro breweries. Wait, because wait, wait, there was like there was no he... in between. There was know?
2: Budweiser. Oh, okay.
0: Budweiser. Okay,
3: Budweiser. Right. right. So Bud Heavy and, uh, and then these really, really small guys and system-wise like system like meaning like brewing system you couldn't find anything less than like 15 barrels and oh, that was wow. mainly for brew pubs so you know looking at now you can get 7 barrel you can get 1 barrel you can get half barrel brew houses you know which is crazy it's just like you're you're a slave to your equipment because you never can keep up with capacity demands if anybody's thinking about opening a brewery minimum 7 barrels otherwise you'll just literally be scrubbing pots and brewing
0: yeah we have a we have a friend that's uh, thinking about opening up a brewery so there you go harry listen to that yeah
3: the other thing too (laughs) is uh there's a lot of breweries that closed uh due to covid so um go on to i forget what the website is it's not bad force that's the one for jobs there's another one on there it's like basically the craigslist for breweries and brewers and they all list equipment on there it's a great place to find cheap and expensive equipment you'll have to travel or get it shipped but uh it's way cheaper than buying it new and all that stuff is really kind of backdated because of manufacturing both in china and abroad has been really challenging with stainless so it's
2: like burlington keg factory
3: <laughs>
0: yeah uh, damn. uh <clears throat> all right so let's uh let's talk about this uh this beer a little bit let's go back we, to it you know, yeah since
2: we've nice. been uh crushing
0: it yeah it's really nice um <laughs> good head retention on it um there it is it's got yeah it's got solid uh solid lacing There Uh, it is. good mouthfeel
2: oh yeah just hitting hitting all tom's Mm -hmm. notes right there
0: good mouthfeel it's got a nice little little bit of a crisp bite to it um i agree the the lemon drop is definitely dominant it works well with the uh with the citra and kind of evened out with the the huel melon huel melon (laughs) um easy drinker um i mean it's technically i guess technically hazy um it's got definitely got a good color to it. Um, not that haze really matters in, in the grand scheme of things, but
3: uh, it does. It does <laughs> because does it? the perception is reality. So like the look of a beer is as important as the taste. But at, at also this, say at this that- point,
0: yes, at this point, yes. But
2: I would say, yeah, like clear oh. beers too. like overall when pilsner looks clear, crystal right. clear. People are
0: I, the haze in, in a hazy IPA doesn't add anything more than visual.
3: It, de- it depends on how you produce the haze. Yeah. So, if like, it, if it's for if, example. If you're I,
0: throwing lactose and shit in there, yes, the haze is going to, you know, that's-
3: that. that's. Yeah, so lactase right there, there's, there's plenty of those milk sugar IPAs, and you have that sweetness, that residual sweetness, which allows you to add more hops in if you want. Uh, I think it's a waste of money, but you could, if you really wanted to go that way, you could use London Fog, which uh, doesn't attenuate as well, which means that it leaves more yeast in suspension. That's another way you can go. Uh, you can not crash your beer or not filter your beer. Don't run it through a centrifuge. Um, when you do those kind of things, if you have any residual sugars, you better have a very, very low final gravity. Otherwise you can get exploding cans, which we've all known, seen, dealt with, <laughs> heard of, all that kind of stuff. And then um, the... To me, there's ones that, there's places that have like a very signature style and texture. Uh, like somebody like an other half. They no joke use and dancing no amount in Pittsburgh, they both use oat milk, like straight up oat milk in their recipes, and that's what lends to a stabilized taste, but also has like kind of like a protein mouthfeel flavor to it. Oh, okay. Like a softness.
2: Yeah, I can definitely, after having some other half kind of think about that and i've had like one dancing gnome in the past that yeah they do have like almost like a signature mouthfeel to their beers that you don't really get anywhere else
3: right and in tired hands they actually use flour in their beer so um which is kind of interesting that they would use i forget what kind of flour i remember at one point uh gene had mentioned something on some website where people had captured it and recreated recipes from it. But yeah, they straight up put flour in their beer. Hmm. So yeah, there's many different ways to make a Haze boy.
0: Well, uh, my point is something like go birds. If you ran that through the centrifuge and put this out as a clear beer, not really going to be too much of a flavor difference.
3: No. And honestly, uh, flying fish, we're getting better at it, but the way our system is made, it's a German Browcon system. Hmm. It's made to make, all right, that's not, I was going to say it's made to make good beer. It's made to make <laughs> shelf-stable, positive beer that is more Germanic in the style, right? So like, unless you're using yeast, particularly like a half yeast or something like that, where it leaves in suspension, it really has to happen for us post-fermentation, right? It really doesn't happen. The haze process doesn't happen usually on the ingredient or hot side of brewing. It, it usually happens on the cold side for us.
2: That's what these Germans always trying to make things pure? <laughs> oh Jesus.
1: <laughs>
3: that I uh, to I'm just going. Gonna...
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, uh I think this is um for me really enjoyable. I'm not a, a huge IPA guy. Um man coming back around a little bit. Yeah, you've been coming back yeah. around. Um you know, easy drinker, uh 6%, you know, not going to not going to kill you. You can have a couple of these while well, I mean, you may or may not watch uh, a football to game. An Eagles or, game. Or, well, yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Football, sorry. a football game, or maybe you're casual just, bird watching. Maybe you're out on the ski, go watching some birds. Yeah, you know, they're, out on the skookle. They're
3: not real birds. <laughs> they're on power lines. They're drones. And it's yeah, bird, the government birds so. aren't real. Oh, birds yes. aren't real. <laughs> birds aren't real.
0: It's whole COVID isn't real. Tom, it was we just have a believer. A, it was all an excuse. <laughs> to swap out the batteries in the birds. Without this is where us I dug out of the podcast. Wait, is
3: that true? Is that like mm-hmm. is that a legitimate conspiracy theory added on to the birds aren't real thing?
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. COVID was a massive uh, massive government undertaking to get us and locked. That was the whole point of lockdown. Two-week lockdown, they said, to change all the batteries in the birds, two weeks. We need two weeks. So they locked us down for two weeks so we wouldn't notice that all the birds were gone. Uh, so I, and I believe that's what they changed them to was like a wireless charging battery.
2: Now. Oh, like a wire. Oh, like, yeah. so they're like chi charging now.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: Oh, so nests are like, I can put my phone up there and maybe charge it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Okay. hundred percent. Got it.
0: Yeah. If you go out, if you stand out in a field with a chi charger, a bird will land on
3: it. See, don't you see this? Like thermostats are nests. Like it's all, it's, it's all, all connected.
2: This is where I respectfully bow out of the podcast Dan, and follow- Tom's conspiracy theory podcast starts. Oh. I just
0: <laughs> follow, the, follow the paper trail, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> the- I, ne-
3: I never heard the COVID one. That is wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing's wild, but that's just yeah. more interesting.
2: I don't even know how to like bring this beer back into our discussion.
3: I don't, you don't, dude. You just open the next one and let's move on. The, the, so, I,
0: I wish I could tell you that I could count the amount of times that we've talked
3: about birds aren't real on
0: this podcast on one hand.
3: But yeah. I
2: can't. I just keep dropping my head every time. I'm like, God damn it.
3: Well, so hang on. Let's, let's circle back. I'll bring us back. I'll bring us uh-huh. all back in. Right. So you, you had mentioned that, um, not a big fan of IPAs or bitterness. Right. I think IPAs.
0: I'm going to stop you. I'm a fan of bitterness. Okay. I'm a fan of West Coast IPAs.
2: Yeah, as of like the last like year or two, he's gotten into it. um, I'm swinging back with the podcast. He's starting to get into like West Coast bitter IPA. I since like 10 years ago, I was going to say almost 15 years ago, I've been trying to get this guy to drink IPAs like just shoving them into his face. And I finally, within the last couple of years, got him to like start enjoying various types, whether it be West coast or hazy.
0: Most of my twenties was Dan's going drink the cat piss. You drink the cat piss. Yes.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I can totally understand how it can be challenging to get into those flavors and styles. And it's actually interesting that West coast is more your thing because I think they're more abrasive and they're more challenging to, to really for a, a new drinker to that style appreciate. And you have to like barrel through a bunch until you find the ones that you really, truly like or flavor wise, where uh, the new school IPAs, there's almost no bitterness. You know, everything is late additions. You're talking about 15 minutes or flame out only or whirlpool only hops where it's just straight up trying to retain as many. Resins and oils for flavor and aroma, and very little bittering, um, which is fine. That people want to drink juice, you know. Like we don't control what the market wants; we just have to deliver what the market needs. Right. But uh, I don't know, dude. I I remember when I first started getting into beer, the arms race for hops. You know, there was a beer by Me Keller. It was called One Thousand and One IBUs, and it was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this, I got to drink this. This thing will wreck my face and honestly it's i mean it's it was me keller and that one was actually gypsy brewed in europe so by the time it even got to us it was so toned down but I've, I've had out. some, yeah I've, I've i've had some um i think palette wrecker might have been one that was super super hot and and hoppy i think i forget if that was a uh, green flash and then Captain Lawrence had another one called Seeking Alpha, and that was like a triple IPA that would just blast you with hops. You and know, after really over a hundred IBUs. Yeah.
2: After a hundred, you can't even taste the difference, really. It's just yeah, the
3: threshold, thresholds hit. Like it's yeah. just you're just for fun. You're just you're maxed out.
2: It and it's funny that you call it like the arms race. Like, Cause I always call it the IBU wars. <laughs> because yeah. I'm always like, it's it was like that race to see who can make like the most like the most bitter IPA, like they just, mm-hmm. yeah. What, what, how bad could we like destroy your palate for the next beer that you're going to have?
3: <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the, one of the challenges right now uh, for a lot of breweries is uh, commoditization. what I mean is like, what is the texture of your brands versus what is the texture of like the flavors of your beers? So like, are they synonymous or can somebody just replace you with the next thing? And I, I think, you know, if you make a really great one IPA, you can just keep on changing that base and changing it with hops and everyone's none the wiser and you slap another label on it and it tastes like your beer. It's, it's, it has that style. You're not going to disappoint or offend because you're making what people have already really liked and was synonymous with your brand. But like there's no brand there. It's just that one style. So I, I think it's, it's hard for breweries right now. You know, you get caught in this like hazy or get caught in this pastry and you're just stuck in this wedge.
0: I yeah. think I think that was a a big problem um, in the I think in the midst of the uh, the pandemic was when things really like kicked up with the like the hazy, the haze craze. And yeah, it was like breweries were getting their base and they were like, well, let's just change up the hops it was like we have our base. All right. We're doing Citra Mosaic. All right. Now we're doing, uh, Mosaic and Simcoe. Now we're doing, uh, you know, we're doing New Zealand hops, and, you know, it, it yeah. just, it was just supply and kind of you know, every, every week that, you know, you saw a brewery putting out different IPAs every week and it's like, well, there has to be something behind this. And it was, they got their base Not ready. really base it's recipes. Not that, it's not it's that, that fancy, right.
3: you know? I mean, like you can't be that creative just every get, single time.
2: You got to keep the lights on. That's yeah. what they were doing. Um, you know, breweries before the pandemic that had releases, it became like every brewery had to have a release during the pandemic because that's all you could do. Right. So you had all of these like breweries that were already well established with like, Hey, you know, dropping Friday, get in line. Like you said, you mentioned tired hands. there was, you know, Levante was like that at one point, too, uh, where people just got in line for those beers. And now you have the pandemic hit and people are just getting in very socially distant lines at every brewery now because that's that became the name of the game. And to keep the lights going, you had to have hype beers. You had to have a reason to get people in line. And like IPA started just taking off because they were universally liked not by just beer drinkers but by people who were just getting into craft beer because maybe they were hey I had a I had a sourdough starter during the pandemic I'm going to get into craft beer while I'm at it too. And you know IPAs are you no know, hazy IPAs are easy like you said low bitterness it's kind of like a gateway beer for people.
3: Yeah, I think they're they're much more approachable now. And yeah, the pandemic changed a lot. I mean, people had to change their business models completely if you were a draft only brand uh, that was doing weekly releases, and now you have to somehow manage either A, installing a canning line, B, setting up a mobile. I mean, that is, that is challenging. And uh, God bless anybody who was able to weather the storm because it's, it was not easy for a lot of brands. It wasn't easy for us either, um, but a lot of positive changes that were forced upon us that we should have probably done inwardly as a brewery we're forced to do and, uh, an upgrade, which is great. I think honestly, innovation out of tough times always is a positive thing.
0: Yeah. All right. You want to get into a second? Did you. I saw you lean away and it didn't do anything, Dan. I know I tried
2: to. I'm yeah. so sorry. Did you yeah. get that? Yep. Oh no. I'm, I'm living in it right now. Yeah. I had some Mexican food. I'm really sorry. Um, yeah. Hey, let's get into speaking of that. Let's get into hazy bones. All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Do you, you want another fun fact about why you burp so much when you're drinking beer, besides it being CO2? Go on. All right, ready? This is a real nerdy fact. The colder your beer is, the more likely you are to burp because uh, CO2 stays in solution based on temperature. So the warmer your beer is, the more CO2 has come out of solution. So like when you crack the top, more CO2 will get released. So uh, if your beer is really, really cold, it's still in the liquid. And when it hits your stomach, that's when it warms up and releases all the CO2. I thought it was not just like you should be drinking warm beer, but, uh, it's like, you
0: know. Oh, it's bubbly. So it's making me
2: burp. <laughs> I just thought it was hitting that like half a burrito I had before I came here. And it's just like, just the like clash of the Titans inside my stomach yeah. right now.
3: <laughs> Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. so We're-
3: the, uh, yeah, there, I forget. Um, Well, have you ever had like a really, really cold draft of beer and there's like no head on and you're like, all right, something is off here. I don't know what this is. And then you start drinking it and then the head starts forming and you're like, what is, and it's, it's just like if they're glycols off at the place that you're in and it's like way too cold. I've gotten, I've gotten ice chips in beer before. I've I've before.
2: I've had the ice chips. I've had. I haven't had like the head come back, but I've had it to the point where like, it was so cold drinking it that like after a couple sips, I was just standing and just, just burping, just, just, but like, not like vocal ones, just like, eh, eh. <laughs> just, just we'll coming at me. I'm just like, what's happening right now? I'm Like eh. <laughs> just passing through. But, um, yeah, let's get to, I guess we're going to keep it hazy for yeah. this episode. Um, we're gonna go into uh hazy bones which is a hazy IPA here from uh flying fish um guys and I forgot to mention it on the first pod, or on the first uh, beer yeah. but guys um if you want to follow our uh list of beers that we feature I am getting really close to getting us caught up it's it's tough I'm I'm trying to get the uh untapped caught up but I'm, oh, what, I'm almost what, what's there. there what's that then oh yeah you can follow us on untapped. Yes, Untapped.
0: <laughs> it's a cesspool of craft beer,
2: but uh, yeah, follow us on Untapped. It's Best Best Friends Pod. That's Best Best Friends P O D.
3: Have you guys? Have you guys followed? Hang on, let me. I gotta figure these guys out. <laughs> have you guys followed? There's an Untapped. Uh, WTF? Is it? Is it that one?
0: Yeah, we've had him on the podcast. Yeah, we actually
2: had him on. He's he's yeah.
0: an awesome dude.
3: <laughs> so funny, dude! I don't know where he. He, I mean, people must at this point just like send him stuff. Oh, yeah, but it's so fun. We're
2: a big proponent of that. <laughs> yeah, we we
3: slide
0: stuff into his DMs all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, he told yeah, us we, he basically he doesn't have to search anything anymore. It's just yeah, people, people just send, send him yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then he just. <laughs> it's like it.
3: uh, there's another good one that's uh, it's called Beer Beer Rep Diaries. Oh, and it's for mm-hmm. people who are in the industry. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It's kind
2: of like uh. Wart wrangler, which is like for like the brewer side for the everything. brewers. Yeah. The yeah. Wort
3: Wrangler is a funny one too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've been feeling the Hayes boys. Oh,
2: yeah. Man. Hayes boys. Yeah. They're doing the Lord's work right now. Yeah. Those guys are hilarious. Are,
3: are they, are they more meme based or what?
0: Oh yeah. Real meme based. Oh uh, yeah. They just did a Pac-Man. Uh, they did a Pac-Man, uh, based meme where it was just, uh, untapped man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a neck beard being chased around by all the hype
3: beers. <laughs> <laughs> and a gentleman with beaties.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so good. All right. Let's all run. right. So, yeah, we're going to go into Hazy Bones, which is um, from the tasting notes you guys have on the website here. Sniff the hints of pineapple and mango. And if you're so inclined, sip the tropical hot party. Repeat in due time. So we've got uh, uh, this is going to be a good one. Let's uh, let's crack this. All right.
0: Three, two, one. Right.
2: So this beer features the uh, the Buddy Cop uh, drama that we always talk about, which is Citra Mosaic, the Riggs and Murtaugh of Hazy IPAs. I
0: mean it's the one you always want to see. So yeah. It's the Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker of... Uh,
2: <laughs> the <laughs> failure to launch <laughs> yeah. Jeez. All right. <laughs> <Then>. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. You've been drinking Hazy Bones the whole time while we've been here. So. I have been.
3: I have, I've been cheating. Uh hmm. Yeah, I you know what's funny is uh I actually don't drink any of these beers that frequently. I drink pretty much Uh-oh. exclusively uh, session sour. Just so crushable and just really refreshing. But Hazy Bones is our number one best-selling beer. Really? It's oh, Yeah, I mean I we think launched it's not really
0: that surprising. Yeah?
3: Well, I mean, everybody who thinks about flying fish, they think about like, dude, you've been at, around forever. You guys don't really innovate as much. And like, we're trying to to break out of that that mold. And we, we weren't even in cans uh, full lineup until 2018. So when I started there is when we bought a canning line um, and installed it. it was like that week we were installing the canning line is when I started. It was crazy. And uh, so for us, Obviously, making something that was hazy is important. Uh, we were relatively at the forefront of writing hazy in the name of the beer, which is so silly but synonymous, as we said, of success and what people are looking for, thinking of. It's a great price point, and uh, it's just really approachable IPA. And it just – I mean, Sugar Skulls are – people love them, and it's really – sharp marketing on the uh on the shelf. So Hazy Bones just smoked it. It was actually the best-selling new beer of 2020 uh in all of Dirty Jurs, so take that as the what it is. Dirty There
2: you go. I saw um actually my first time seeing Hazy Bones was at the Philadelphia Zoo. They have it available as mm-hmm. uh, one of the can options when you go to the little cantina.
3: Uh, my wife, yeah, and it, was, it was that. hard to break in there. I actually had to uh, get into the Adventure Aquarium first, which is in uh, New Jersey uh, over in Camden. It's
0: the only thing and you should go to in Camden, folks. They, they,
3: have, a, they have a partnership with Aramark because it's all ranks. Aramark run, and that's how we got into uh, to okay. what he you call into the zoo what were you saying dude you were ripping on camden <laughs> yeah cabin. no stay
0: on stay on two roads you stay you get off <laughs> you get off you you go over you go over to ben franklin and uh is it ben franklin or walt whitman it's right
3: there it's uh ben franklin, ben franklin.
0: all right so go to ben franklin right up right when you get through the the your delco the, showing right yeah now. right when you get through the toll booth you bear mm. you bear right you make a right on martin luther king you go right all the way down you make a left and then you're at the you're at the aquarium. Those are the only two roads you ever need to stay you, on. You know
2: what? I had a, I had a lot of fun at Campbell's when I was a kid. Is that still there? Campbell's Stadium?
0: Yeah, oh, it's still there. still there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's all in that waterfront area. Yeah. If you get out of that waterfront area, no bueno. I went to a McDonald's
2: out there one time. It was it was okay. I actually walked through a drive-through after like a like a concert. It was like a, you know they always had the concerts down there at. What bank owns that place Twitter right Center. now? It's is always it,
0: It'll always, yeah, always, always forever be Twitter. Yeah,
2: it's always going to be Twitter for me, but I'm like, what bank owns it now? Like, what is, it? Is, is it Susquehanna w- Bank? Is it Susquehanna or Wispus Center or something? I don't know. I don't
3: know. I, I have no
2: idea what it is, but I remember leaving a concert one time and there was a McDonald's and I just kind of walked through the drive-thru. I was like, can I have a quarter pounder? And I just kept walking. And I get up <laughs> there. She's like, oh, you're not in a car. I'm like, no. <laughs> it was like before cameras.
0: Well,
3: <laughs> the... uh. I'll tell you a quick story. My very first uh, route sales job, I worked at a beer distributor. They were called Kramer Beverage. Uh, coincidentally, they sell a lot of beer in South Jersey. It's almost like 70% of all beer sold goes through Kramer Beverage. They've got all the big guys. They got uh, Miller Lite, they've got Coors Light. they've got Yingling, Sam Adams, Corona.
0: Budweiser?
3: Everybody. They don't have Budweiser. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But my route for two and a half days was in Camden. And the rule was get out of the Martin Luther King area of Camden by like noon and you were totally fine. No problem. I think
0: that's pretty much any city.
3: Yeah, true, true. But if you went to the other side, which I forget what they called that that area, but um, it was like the more Hispanic section. It was very friendly, very nice. I felt perfectly safe there on Friday. I'd have to deliver beer sometimes like Corona or Modelo late on a Friday. And I never ever had problems there. It, it got like a really bad rap. Uh, not like Camden is the safest place, but it definitely got better when they added the new um, policing in there as well. But it, I, I never felt there was two times where I felt unsafe where a guy pulled a gun, but it wasn't on me. And so it was like, whatever. You just get used to that stuff.
2: You're just the beer guy. Like, who's going to, like, want to mess with the beer guy? It's like, hey, guys. Well,
3: that's... So, uh, (laughs) I was Mr. Kramer uh, anytime I was down there. And if I had out of code beer and somebody was, like, mulling around the car, you just throw some out of code beer at them. They were happy, you know?
0: (laughs) Uh, That's pretty awesome. Um, But, yeah, uh, for, like, Flying Fish like I I don't know. I just... I always... I, I don't even remember. When you say, like um that what 2018 you said you guys got a canning line yeah like i don't know i i I feel like before that like i just always remember someone having flying fish at like a like a summer barbecue or like a i used to get hot i used to get
2: hop fish at restaurants all the time like Mm -hmm. if that was on the menu i would get hop fish ipa i just
0: always i always remember like xpu
3: being like XPA, yeah. Or so XPA. like XPA, Hotfish, and Farmhouse were probably the most dominant brands that you would see out in the world. Some people have an affinity for like Exit 4, which was an American triple. But yeah, I mean, th- those brands, uh, the only one that still exists is Hotfish. Yep. And that's changed a decent amount. But like, if you think about it, Hopfish is a more English style IPA. It's really approachable, but it's like more akin to like a Sierra-ish, you know it's it's not exactly
2: like an American IPA, almost.
3: Yeah, but like old school American IPA, yeah. like a sixty-minute IPA. Yeah, you know? like, like the you uh, the,
2: of- the BJCP style, like American IPA.
3: Right, right. It's it's just total uh, old school, focused on balance, kind of vibe.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, for your your guys' brand, I think I feel like you guys are. Uh, you're cooler beer you know like i always see flying fish in coolers at like a party you know it's not like a you guys aren't like a beer share kind of i mean you get you can get into no, that all, with, with like we're not
3: whales i mean fried ice cream might yeah, get to that realm right. you know we we got a little bit that's like as close to mad elf as we get and mad elf's not like a bottle share thing but
2: not anymore you know. not anymore that used to be the big bottle share yeah. item kind of thing and then you know, that kind of fell off. But yeah, I mean, you guys kind of hinted at the marketing here when you guys started getting the cans of like, like a 12 ounce hazy for, um, like breweries like you guys. And we've had Sly Fox and Victory on over here in Pennsylvania is having these like super crushable 12 ounce IPA, like hazy IPAs that have like the word kind of haze or hazy in the name, because people are trying to get into that market. Because, you know, trying to make it more approachable for, you know, the casual craft beer drinker as well as the craft beer nerd.
3: Exactly. Yep. And and that's what Hazy Bones is, is just light, easy drinking, um, hazy beer. You know, it's it's not anything like groundbreaking. It's right. What people would expect if they saw the moniker hazy on a brand. It is not a hazy double IPA or a triple. It's not a new trail. It's not any of that stuff. It's, it's more. Sometimes like I feel like our brand is a little bit more pedestrian when it comes to twelve ounce six packs, uh, and in terms of like approachability. Uh, but if you also look at our price point, we denote that more Sam Adams Sierra New Belgium style drinker. It's not until you get into the four pack sixteen ounce cans that we really start to attract a different type of audience like it's like you have there's two different types of drinkers of fish yeah you know
0: yeah yeah, definitely. yeah no
2: <clears throat> and it's cool that you guys kind of cater to like more audiences than just kind of like you said these people who kind of like they almost pigeonhole themselves into these like you know four or five different ipas that they have to do
3: it's hey listen it's all a business so you should do what you need but you know
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, what 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 was our our intro to Flying Fish was? We did that episode with the uh, Salt and Sea, the Salt and Sea variety pack, where we went through. We featured all three flavors in there. Yeah, yeah. That was we didn't do a summer series this year.
2: Yeah, we didn't do a summer crusher series.
0: No. No, that was we did like a. A summer crusher series.
2: I think we hit our like point in our like beer drinking where everything was a crusher, unless it was like ten mm. percent. It was like yeah. oh eight yeah. percent, super crushable. <laughs> uh-uh.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was, definitely was really happens. Good. You know, there's like a natural <laughs> progression though too, to a drinker. Uh, I think it's changed in terms of some of the stylistically. But when I first started drinking, it was you either went um, for big alcohol, so like Belgian style stuff or you went for big IPAs. And yep. then from there, you would eventually evolve into a bourbon barrel aged drinker and appreciator of like big imperial stouts. And then you would, if you really became a DGEN, it was weird <laughs> Belgian <laughs> sours and Flemish stuff. Like then after that, you would be like, dude, I just want to drink a beer that tastes like a beer and then you're like drinking weird pilsners and yeah, stuff yeah the
2: beer flavored beer revolution
3: mm-hmm. right right, right and and now it's like I, I don't i guess the first entry to beer is probably the haze stuff and then after that is probably Pastry stout or session sours, and then clear Lord beers. is yeah. Where you go from there? Yeah. Clear I, beer. Clear I was gonna beer. say
2: uh, clear beer. This year, twenty twenty one has seen a surge in people appreciating loggers and pilsners a lot more. I think because people were getting burned out over the pandemic with uh, with the hazies. So. Yeah, I think
3: I I will tell you though it is extremely challenging for anybody to uh, to make a lager effectively and to market it appropriately. You have to really be smart in the way you language it. It's so silly, but like you can make a banging Pilsner, but you should probably never call it a Pilsner.
2: You have to be really good at it. Like, like Human Robot, they'll call it a Pilsner, but they're going to put some real good artisanal name in front of it. And that thing's yeah, going to fly. It's almost like a misnomer <laughs> and
3: should be hidden on there. You know, like people want to know that it's like a good, crisp drinking ale. You know what yeah. I mean? And then it's like, like Human Robot Oh, it just happens to be a well, Pilsner.
0: Human Robot kind of like made their name by just being like, we make the best lagers and Pilsners. And everyone was like, whoa, well. If like, oh, I go there, I got to drink the lagers and Pilsner's. Yeah, and they're they, like, well, we offer
2: hazies. Yeah. And you have them and you're like, well, these are pretty good too. And it's, you know, they put these labels on them that attract people to the lagers and Pilsner's yeah. because it looks like an old 1930s like oil can or something. It just looks
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at them right now because I've never drank their stuff. But it's, I mean, this stuff looks like Polish Czech okay. and... Granddad beer, which yeah. is, oh, yeah. has a huge retro appeal. And the thing is, like, those beers are awesome. Like, those beer styles are so good and they're so appreciable. Like, and that's also why you see so many mass domestics or even mass imports are those styles because they're just really easy to drink. And, uh, but I, I think for some reason, like, people think, okay, because I can go and buy a Heineken or a Modelo or whatever. Uh,
2: why do I have to get a craft why, version of it?
3: Yeah, why do I have to spend $13.99 on a six-pack when I could spend $9.99 on but a six-pack? But on the flip side, you have
0: people like, when when I have people that are like, oh, no, I don't drink craft beer. I'm like, well, you would if you, if you didn't just associate craft beer with like hoppy beer. You can have a craft pilsner and you'll enjoy it because that's what you like.
3: Well, I, th- I think there was like a, a weird entry point that people felt people were snobby like, and that that's gone away, but there was a period where I would work beer fest and people would ask me how many IBUs were in something. And I just wanted <laughs> to like punch them in the throat. How about you like, tell dude, me, it doesn't take a like, sip right now. You, and you tell me. <laughs> yeah, it really, uh, honestly, um, I was at a beer dinner at that Garrett Oliver, who is the, um, head brewer over at Brooklyn brewing. And he actually made the dinner. Awesome dude.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tom's the president of the Garrett Oliver fan club. He's a president and only member of the Garrett
0: Oliver fan club. I, I want- That's not true. I would be the <laughs> secondary
3: member of that. I want. Uh,
0: it's my life's work to get Garrett Oliver, Garrett Oliver, and Brian O'Reilly. Those are the two I want on the podcast. It's like
3: so. Garrett's Garrett's pretty approachable, but he has just such a wicked schedule. It'd be really tough to pin him down. But well, I would I would assume
0: since he's left us on red for I don't know a year <laughs> and a half. Yeah, yeah, Tom's dude, been he's, drunkenly
3: he's, sliding
2: into his DMs all the time.
3: <laughs> so I've drunkenly slid into his real life many a times at like <laughs> beer fests and places. I actually, at one point, we I saw him at Savor and he remembered me because I did Brooklyn Beer School a couple of times. And at the end, he makes this meal for everybody um, and talks and works through the food. And he has all these sous chefs working for him and everything. But we were we were chugging black ops bottle 750s him and I at the end of this thing and I go what's your most annoying thing he goes when somebody asks me what the IBUs I just literally want to just drown them and you're like (laughs) (laughs) like dude you're amazing but he he has that like quintessential like flat uh brim straw hat right Mm -hmm. amazing amazing like iconoclastic look for him well I was down in Saver and I saw him at his booth and said, hey, he goes, "Oh, I remember that was a great beer dinner. Well, then I, you know, having too many casuals and uh, it's now like 1030 and there's a Brooklyn event and I wasn't going there. I was going in a different direction, but I see Garrett and he's like alone on the street walking to this Brooklyn event. So, naturally, I'm going to scream Garrett Oliver as loud as I can. <laughs> now, imagine you're on the streets of D.C. and some drunken clown is screaming at you and you're alone. You're probably going to just bolt. And that's exactly what he did. He just jammed.
2: <laughs> I feel like this is how Tom would approach Garrett Oliver if he saw him on the street. Oh yeah. uh, uh, like, no, Garrett I mean, Oliver! Uh, dude,
0: no. My, I would I would go full Chris Farley show. I'd be like... Uh, do you remember that time you guys made... Uh, black ops in 2017 that, that was, was awesome awesome, <laughs>
3: <That> was awesome. <laughs> i i mean there's so much nostalgia with that history uh of that brewery and some of their beers and brands like uh sriracha ace was like one of my first fall in love saisons i just love the brewmaster's table as a book i mean it's just yeah he's awesome that's i mean I, we
0: have I you can't see it on you
2: can see it on my screen though yeah
3: yeah, yeah
0: right I there. see the Titanic. Right? <laughs> yeah, right
2: there, we got it right there. Um, actually, my first beer tour was actually with Tom. We went yeah. to Brooklyn uh, Brewery a long time ago. Yeah, uh, many moons. So, um, God, actually, I was my only until like a few, like, like a year or two ago. I went to like Yingling with like a fam- with my family. That was like the last. That's time. a cool
3: brewery too because they have the the lagering caves downstairs the That's caves like are bunch. so
2: cool yeah it's awesome to just walk around in there
3: i think yeah because like a brewery for the most part is a bunch of stainless and some drains it's pretty boring yeah. and they're all the same you know it's not yeah, really for, that it felt
2: like an old-timey coal miner down there i was just like
0: oh, this that is, is awesome. it's just a very <laughs>
3: different experience yeah and, um, for
0: for people who haven't done brewery tours if, for the most part if you've done one you've done them all
3: yeah, it's so true.
0: Yeah. Brooklyn's
2: uh, is very, uh, I would say it's a, very different too. Like they they tell a nice story. Yeah. And the one thing that always stuck out to me was like um, at the end of it, the guy talking about how they had some help from some local businesses, yeah. <laughs> some, uh, some interested investors who are in their beer. And then they point to like their security that's all wearing like Adidas tracksuits, white t-shirts <laughs> and gold chains. And I'm just like, hey, what's up? Interested yeah. investors.
0: <laughs> What's that? Yeah, well, it's, have on? it's really, pool? they have such a <laughs>
3: unique history, uh, to how they got started, why they got started because yeah, it's just really unique. They're, they're a very unique brand. I mean, they, one they, of the cool, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go, no,
0: go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I was going to say one of the coolest things I ever got to see there was I got to meet monster. And if you don't know who monster is, monster was, uh, a cat. And, uh, he was the very first brewery cat at Brooklyn and they called him Monster because the first day that he wandered in, he killed like eight or nine mice. So they were like, dude, this cat is a monster. It just like <laughs> destroyed, like literally ripped apart all these mice and like just like laid him.
2: Uh oh. Yeah, I think your internet was cut oh, out. Oh no. Because mine mine just cut yep, out too. No,
0: my internet went down. Fuck. All right. Internet's down. Hold on, folks. We're back. All right. We're back recording. Everything's good. Nothing ever happened. It's we poked the bear. I told Dan we poked the bear. We talked about. I saw. It.
2: I saw the passing thunderstorm, and I went, "Yeah, I bet Tom's internet goes out." Yeah. Because there's like a like a light breeze. Like I check. I check before I come here to see if like the miles per hour are going to increase in a, like a light breeze because your internet just goes out if a stick falls on it.
0: Well,
3: what are you, Elon Musk, and you have like Skynet or whatever?
0: Yeah. Yeah, all my all my shit comes from satellites. It just yeah, it's crazy. Is it really? It's a satellite cluster up in the uh the the stratosphere. I can't him and, wear him my and, keys. Kim and Grimes in here. are getting divorced and and <laughs> the, the all the internet is just all kind of screwed up.
2: I can't wear my keys in here because if it's too much metal it takes out the internet. So.
0: I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm
3: literally I like I like when they said that uh she's his SpaceX. <laughs>
0: yeah, SpaceX's yeah, I saw that. Oh man. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, man, I was telling Dan this is like the second time that's gone out since I updated. I updated my internet st- strictly for this because we kept getting cut out, and it, it hasn't happened until now. It was a talk that had to happen out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> about, it was about have, to strike us down. Uh, internet. Uh, internet, yeah. We we I have, have, I have internet. I have internet.
3: Internet, have, yeah. What, you, <laughs> what, on, what, on, what do you you want? Prodigy, what do you want? CompuServe, we got over there. Service oh, Electric, what
0: do I have? In- <laughs> I have? Internet, I have
2: internet. Xfinity, I'm yeah. on Burgundy. That's what I meant to say.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was great. I have internet.
0: <laughs> I have Good. who's Good. your Good. internet well, apparently, provider? Internet?
3: Apparently, you don't have internet.
0: Uh, yeah, sparsely, uh, sparsely, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, back to our back to our our love letter to Garrett Oliver. Um, it, it's such iconic beers, you know. Uh, like you said, Sriracha Ace, uh, Brooklyn Lager was was just such like a like it, that was like a mainstay in Dan and I's fridge when we were living together.
2: Yeah, that and the uh, the bottle of Black Ops that just sat in the back, and we didn't touch for.
0: Well, so we, had, yeah, it, it was funny that you mentioned Black Ops because that was like one of the first beers. We had a buddy that was, uh, he was the, he ran like the beer section at Wegmans and, you know, he, he messaged us one day and he's like, he's like, Hey, we just got a shipment in a Black Ops. I'm going to set some aside for you. So I ran from the produce
2: section cause that's yeah. where I worked when I was in college and just Went over there and I was like, I'm putting this, I, I got to put this in my car right now. Or I, no, I put it in my lunch bag. I remember I was like, I just took my lunch bag out and I was like, throw it in there and paid for it. I was like, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> he gave I, us a couple glasses too. Cause I guess the rep came there and dropped it yeah. off too.
0: I, and so I think I've told the story on the podcast before. We've told the story yeah. a
2: thousand times, but Hey, if you're a first time listener,
0: I, uh, so I got a uh, black ops, right. And I, I put it, I was living with my parents at the time. Put it in my in the fridge. Put it in the back. I was like, it's gonna sit there for at least a year. Um, <laughs> put it in the fridge. I this is the best story. Subsequently, moved to Brooklyn. Uh, the irony is palpable in this story. Uh, I moved to Brooklyn. Um, I came home for uh, Christmas. For no, yeah, for Christmas and New Year's. Yep. And we were gonna have a New Year's party, and I was like, what better time to bust out this beer that's just been Aging. So I go in my parents' fridge and I'm looking and I'm like, hey, you know, uh, do you guys remember seeing a beer in here? And my dad was like, yeah, there was one in the back. And I, I was <laughs> like, where is it? And he's like, oh, I drank it. It was all right. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why?
2: What What year was this? This had to be like 2010,
0: 20. It had to be 2011, 20,
2: 2012. 2011,
0: 2012. Yeah. So, Got that. Uh, then we went on the the brewery tour uh, when I was living up there, and I told that story to the the guy who was giving the the tour, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. We don't talk about Black Ops. We don't tell when it's going out, how much is going out, whatever. Yeah, that that beer doesn't exist." Um, and then just happened. We were at our local. We were at Bistro and Bridge in Phoenixville. Yeah. And we're like sitting at the bar and we look behind in the in the fridge and we're like, is that Black Ops? And they just had this this bar in. I don't know if you're familiar with Phoenixville at all, but Mm -hmm. it's a
2: it's a bigger bar now. But back in the day, it was kind of a hole in the wall. So like a hole in the wall bar with like a little craft beer like fridge in the back. And it was just sitting there. Nobody
0: drank out of. Like,
2: how much is it? I don't know how much how much you want to pay for it.
0: Yeah, there was a fridge, and they just had a line of Black Ops bottles. And I was like, Can I have two? And he was like, uh, yeah. 40 bucks. <laughs> I was like, Yes, please. And we drank one immediately. Yeah. And, and then, then we, we aged one for a year. It was something like a year. We 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 went out like uh our last day in our apartment where we were we were cleaning out.
2: Yeah, I think it had to be like, it was 12 months on the, like around 12 months on the dot, something like that. But
0: yeah, uh, I mean, Brooklyn's so like, uh, they're so influential and in,
2: I would say, yeah, one like of the most influential, uh, craft breweries in our history of yeah. craft beer. Yeah. Um, but I bet a lot of people on the East coast would say that as well. Yeah. Yo, Garrett yeah.
0: Oliver, come on
3: the podcast and talk to us. Yo,
2: Kirk, get Garrett Oliver on our podcast. <laughs>
3: I can't. I scared him away in D.C. He'll never come back to me.
2: I know. I yelled at him. He won't talk to me anymore. <laughs>
3: I I yelled at him. It was it was more of like a love language, but we weren't speaking the same Garrett! one. So,
1: Garrett,
0: Garrett. <laughs> yeah, it was like
3: I know him, and everybody's like, "You're an idiot."
0: <laughs> oh. He's
2: just a little straw hat. Just picking up pace, walking. It just picks up speed.
3: Uh, he. he he looks so scared. I remember my boss at the time. He looked at me and he goes, stop scaring him. Stop scaring Garrett Oliver. And I go, dude, I love him.
1: It's not. Garrett, it's, it's, head retention. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: yeah, that's, he,
2: where, that's where Tom got head retention and lacing from was a, a instructional video
0: from Garrett Oliver. And I look at the bubbles on the head. Yeah, that and dude, the bubbles.
3: <laughs> he's tremendous. Yeah. tremendous he got me drinking saison dupont which is one of the greatest beers on the planet
2: episode name i just got one okay all right, all right. All right. All right. All
0: right. now i'm not guessing <laughs> um all right uh before we wrap up um what's so what's in store for uh for flying fish
3: peanut butter fried ice cream is our next newest Ooh. release so we're gonna do a 50 barrel batch <laughs> so uh We did last year, we scaled up fried ice cream because people just wanted it so much, and we still sold out of it really, really quick. So we make about 200 barrels now. When it first started out, it was 50. Then it went to 100. Now it's at 200 barrels. uh,
0: Sitting in my beer fridge.
3: Yeah, to to put it in perspective, uh, peanut butter fried ice cream stout, that will be only around for uh, a 50-barrel batch, which means that probably every area will get 30 to 150 cases. So it'll it'll be one of those annoying ones, but you know, it'll be good and exciting. I honestly, to the end of the year, we don't really have like a crazy amount. Cause we were going through a transition period with uh, a new president was getting onboarded. It actually is the guy who is running um, sales uh, over at yards. So we have a new president, his name is Frank Rio and we have a rotating IPA four pack series, 16 ounce cans coming next year. We're gonna have a double IPA six pack, 12 ounce coming out next year. Uh, and then a probably another 12 different releases of like new stuff and then some more core. So it's it's like Flying Fish has changed a lot in 2018 and 2019, but 2022 is gonna be wild. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome.
2: Keep making get to the hopper. I'm just going to say that.
3: Can I show, can I share pictures in here now? I yeah,
2: think you can, you should. It, there should be a share option at the bottom. Yeah,
3: I do have a, I do have a share option on here. I'm just yes, going to see if can I can do. And then you can do like
2: windows. If there's like a specific window you have open on your computer.
0: I love that. Windows. I love that. Uh, Tom Rio work or uh, Frank Rio work with Tom Keo. Yeah. <laughs> the, the key, Hi, I'm Tom
2: Kehoe and this is Frank Rio. The Kehoe and Rio. <laughs> <It's true. laughs>
3: It's
0: true.
3: All right. Let me pull this picture up. I'll give you guys the uh, new yards first facility.
0: Look. That's
2: just a, a city block.
0: It's a city block. Yeah. yeah. Literally a city block.
2: Spring,
0: yards Spring, Township. Do you remember our trip to Yards, Dan? I do. I do. We had a.
3: All right. Am I? Oh, hang on. I got to. There it is. There we go.
2: Oh, look at that. Ooh.
3: So that's going to be the label for the peanut butter one so
2: that's awesome
3: yeah new new cool hotness we took something that already was great and then trying to make it better
2: gonna Uh, use that 2018 galaxy to get that peanut butter flavor
3: uh (laughs) i think uh, everybody hated it (laughs) i i i'm
0: i'm so glad we have kirk's email now because i'm now i'm just going to be badgering you is it out is it
3: out is it out oh yeah dude I was, was going to say um, we have,
0: we have friends that live right next to you, to the brewery. Yeah, we're just going to As soon as that pops out, I'm like, "Yo, go over and get some."
3: <laughs> yeah, we used to we used to do um like releases at the actual brewery for our limited ones and you would sign up online and reserve a four-pack. I feel like that should come back. For something Ex- like that.
2: Exclusivity this. should come back now that like things are opening up. I think yeah. it, it bring back the uh yeah, no, bring back th- the th- ticket, th- bring back the lines.
0: I, I disagree.
2: I'm, I wholeheartedly
0: disagree.
3: <laughs> there was there was no the beer line nerds at and home. there was no ticket. It was like just basically you would reserve however many you wanted to buy and then you could come in over that weekend and buy them whenever you want. Yeah, yeah crash, like crash a, the server. no-line line.
0: <laughs> I'm buying this many so I can resell this many online.
2: Crash the server. <laughs> Kill Squaresight.
3: <site. laughs> well, you know, it's the... You, i'll find, I'll find
0: out when this is released from kirk because i have a i have a client that is right next to the brewery and i will conveniently have a meeting that day
3: <laughs> it'll, it'll probably be uh the first or second week of november Ooh. Oh,
0: all nice. right I, i'm setting up the meeting as we
3: speak there you go
0: getting that google calendar
2: yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep awesome yeah. uh, anything else going on with you guys uh anything any no other big releases I no I
3: mean honestly it's uh we're finishing up the end of the year and uh
2: looking forward to 2022
3: should be, yeah yeah I mean we're we're getting so close to um I don't know man like it's so in the beer world everything is like six to 12 months ahead so it's it's yeah. hard for me to even like talk about because like I'm already thinking about 2023 and we haven't even started 2022. <laughs>
0: All right, <clears throat> let's uh, let's wrap up. Uh, do you want to do a little bonus time?
2: Uh, I'm good right now. Um, I think I just finishing up the beer, i will wrap up and do plugs, and then uh, we'll head out.
0: Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. All
2: right. Um, I've got I've got the uh, I got the brewery plugs all set up. If we want to do that. Yeah, we can do that since we got brewery plugs. I like. Uh, I really like StreamYard because I can share stuff like this. Guys, uh, thanks again for staying on the stream if you're still here, um, if you can see the screen right now. Guys, follow on uh, Untapped here. It's uh, Flying Fish Brewing Company. Uh, check out their website. Um, wealth of information. It's really cool that you guys kind of list a lot of what's in all of your beers so people can kind of like check it out. But FlyingFish.com is the website.
3: And that beers uh, link, if you, if you just scroll over beers, Yeah. Uh, find us that beer finder is connected to what we use in the beer world is called vip and it'll show uh oh, where man. somebody has bought within the last five days that's like the Definitely,
2: mls of uh craft beer right there
3: <laughs> that is correct
0: i I use that for uh salt and sea mm-hmm. oh nice yeah when we did that
2: no that was really helpful too because we yeah. needed to get that for the uh for the episode but yeah flyingfish.com uh, uh, guys, social media Facebook. Um, and Instagram is flying fish brew. So we got at flying fish brew. Instagram is at flying fish brew. Go ahead and give them a follow. Check them out. Um, we had a lot of fun with their beers. We've always had a lot of fun with their beers yeah, on this podcast. Absolutely. So, um, again, Kirk, thanks a lot for, uh, coming on the, uh, podcast and everything. Uh, do we have anything else to plug? Uh, anything upcoming that we want to talk about? Um, I know. We're just like switching gears out of yeah. the, uh, I guess quote festival season and getting back into the fall now.
0: I don't know man it's Marzin and Marzen and, uh, yeah, and Dunkel it, season it's about to
2: get malty guy yeah
0: um yeah I don't think I don't I don't think we have anything else going on uh I mean we're gonna have Tatter Flag going soon uh we're, yep we're in talks with Tatter
2: Flag we got some other
0: uh breweries that we have scheduled yep. guys
2: um just make sure you're giving us a follow um social media Facebook Instagram's all the same it's Best Best Friends Pod that's Best Best Friends P-O-D Nice. gotta love a good old pod drop Always. all right hey um uh, send us an email if you are listening on the podcast you want to be on the podcast or you have an idea of a brewery that wants to be on the podcast our gmail is the same it's best best at gmail.com that's best best friends p-o-d hell yeah
0: you know we, I, I, more contact through email yeah yeah it, it, we, we're transitioning from uh instagram dms and now we're we're talking to breweries through via email i know it's so professional everybody's like yeah yeah, yeah just finally it's a, not like contact t- through email i'm like oh, oh, oh okay
2: oh it's great that we don't have people trying to build us a website from like india now or oh, yeah.
0: in email so We noticed
2: your website is not performing.
0: What website? What website? (laughs) We can build your SEO. What? (laughs) Sure, sure. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, you know what we did not talk about. Hey, I I I wanted to look up and find out. Like, is there a Ghanaian Ghanaian rapper? Someone. Uh, uh, We're huge in Ghana, apparently. Yeah. are they Ghanaian?
2: Is that what they say? name? I'll look it up. But yeah, apparently we got we have we a huge figure it following out. in Ghana.
0: At, at one point, we <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we were number one, the number one podcast in the food section in Ghana. Uh, currently, we're number eight. We're number eight in, in the country of Ghana.
3: Who'd you get knocked out by? I don't know. Give me, give it, me one of them. I'd love it, to it's know. It's
2: Ghanaians. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'd love to
2: know. Yeah. I, I really apparently uh, we're yeah, it like was huge.
3: actually uh the number one is gone with the winds and they are a uh old school movie well, review i i
0: would i would agree with you but uh that wouldn't be in the food section we're in the food section
3: oh the food section yeah. sorry sorry
0: we're dead we're down uh, in the art section in the art section we're in like the 90s um oh my god it's real what <laughs> is gone with the wind real no, no, it's not. No. Uh it, you know, it's crafting crafting with guanu is uh I think probably number one in the food <laughs> section. It, it can be made into bowls, you can eat it as a fruit paste. Folks, these are all ace ventura pet detective when nature calls references. <laughs> you saying guanu. Yeah, guanu. Sorry, I was too gold. I was too busy trying to figure out if Gone with the Win was a real podcast because I was about to listen to it.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Anyway, Ghana Gone in 60 seconds.
2: Oh God. All right.
0: We don't we don't have another hour to Ghana. If you're listening, this is gold right now. <laughs> We're writing these for you. We're doing all the work for you. All right. Um, Ghana, we love you. Keep supporting the podcast. Um uh Twitch. Uh, if you're not on live stream, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, uh, all the
2: links are in our bio on Instagram and Facebook.
0: So hop on the Twitch, uh, interact via chat, um, follow us. Yeah. I mean, Scott Farkas is pretty much in the chat all the time. You can interact with him, uh, ask him how much lactose he's putting in his beers lately, which uh, spoiler alert, it's a lot. It's like ninety percent lactose yeah. facility.
2: Most of most of what Warwick Farms does is oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Farkas Farms does. Farkas Farms, Dan. God,
0: Farkas. I'm Farms. sorry, Farkas Farms does is lactose beers. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. So hop on the hop on the the streams there. Uh, Twitch is twitch.tv/slash best best friends podcast. Twitch.tv/slash best best friends I, I so. cast. Uh, I think that wraps it up, Dan.
2: Wraps it up, man. Kirk, thank you so much again for coming on, man. This was a ton of fun.
0: Yeah,
3: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, guys. Dan,
0: as always,
2: I know we're back in the studio.
0: You know how I feel about you, bud. I love you. Always have. (laughs) Feels nice to be back (laughs) in. right, everybody. Just remember it's uh, not goodbye forever. It's just just one more P.O.D. drop. There's one that I skipped, and I skipped it on purpose. Thank you. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, always remember, keep it in the back of your, your mind. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, that was the Clinton family. I repeat, Clinton family killed Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, all right, everybody. This is Be- why we don't get the big breweries. <laughs> Best, yeah, Garrett Oliver. Garrett this Oliver's This is why Garrett part. Oliver
2: won't talk to us.
0: Yeah, he's friends with the Clinton family. Uh, oh, stop making those rumors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 87. We out. See you.
1: So, crack a beer and laugh at some video. Uh uh uh, uh videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggolay, a cluggolay. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is full. So it's so up for me, best best friend's pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. See me a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods up there, were it the
0: ones for me? I've seen it still alive, and listen to best best friend.